Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for those Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. I'm your host, Danielle, and today is one of my favorite types of episodes. This is episode 140, Listener Questions. Hey friends, happy Friday to you. I am coming to you hopefully one last time from the overcrowded Christmas closet. Um, I hope whatever you're in the middle of when you're listening today that you can just stop, (sighs) take a breath and enjoy where you are. Even if that's not at Walt Disney World, it's not for most of us, but we can still find some enjoyment. But truly, I hope your holiday season is going well for you. And if you're listening outside of the holidays, I hope your day is just going great. So as I said in the intro, these are some of my favorite episodes. I love doing listener questions because I just love talking about Disney. Obviously, I have a podcast about it. But when people ask me a question and I have experience or I have knowledge to be able to to help them out. That is just one of my favorite things. That's why I got into being a travel agent because I just know a lot and I want to share it with people to help make their vacation the best. So we've got some questions today that you guys ask um, a little bit all over the board, but that's what make listener questions fun. So first one I have for you is actually a universal question, and it's how does early entry at Universal work? So I have to be honest, Universal does a lot of things a lot more simply than Disney does. There's skip the line system. There's no park reservations over there, although those are going away January 9th, 2024 at Walt Disney World. Um, But yeah, this is something with early entry where Disney actually does it a little easier. So this wasn't the question, but for reference, Disney... If you're staying on property, you get in 30 minutes early to every park every single day. Doesn't matter. Um, So that's really nice. You don't have to make specific plans for the park that's going to be open. Now, at Universal, one pro is there are a lot fewer Universal Resort hotels. So there's a lot less people taking advantage of this perk over there. But the park that will be open day to day changes. Now, I have seen sometimes in busier seasons, both of the theme parks will be available for early entry. However, just note that this early entry is not the entire park. Normally, you are just promised the Wizarding World of Harry Potter an hour early. You can go on the Universal website and see the exact dates, the exact calendar for what park is going to be open early. And they normally do it in like stretches. So it's not random. It will be like for these eight weeks, it's going to be Islands of Adventure or for these, you know, three months, it's going to be Universal Studios. So definitely go to the website. It's very clearly laid out. Sometimes it's not extended out very far. So it may be a little close to your vacation and you may not know for sure. So be watching that calendar. Um, But yeah, an hour early to the two theme parks, they will have a specific list of what rides you can get on and experiences. And even if you're not there for the Harry Potter stuff, still getting in the park, you can kind of queue up and get lined up early for some other things that may be on your to-do list. Now, Volcano Bay is the exception. It will open 
30 minutes early every day to resort guests. But especially this time of year in the winter, Volcano Bay is not open every day. And that can be a little sporadic. So biggest thing with Universal is just really before you make plans, checking the calendar, seeing how far out you can see to when that early entry is available and hours of the parks, days Volcano Bay is open if you're going during a colder season. Okay, next question is about Disney's cancellation policy and insurance. So before you make a final payment or right at the beginning of your trip, it doesn't matter, you need to decide if you want travel insurance through Disney. This is offered if you get a package with resort hotel stay, Disney on property hotels, and... um tickets. So the cancellation policy for Disney is really, I think, great. Up to 30 days before, you can change, cancel, modify just about any part of that based on availability. So that's a really, really nice perk. Now, inside that 30-day mark, um, you may incur some charges if you need to make changes. However, I will say from experience, I have had clients that had to cancel in within less than 30 days. They rebooked for a later time and they were not charged a fee for that. Um, But that is stated in the cancellation policy that there could be a fee there. Now, anything else like room only reservations or ticket only, you will definitely want to read the fine print. With room only, you were charged a deposit um, when you make the reservation and then you pay the rest when you get there. So you have a little bit more flexibility to make changes closer to your actual check-in date. For tickets only, they are non-refundable and non-transferable. But if you call in normally, you can move the date um, and pay any difference in price if that happens. Now, with travel insurance, I'm just going to be I'm going to be vague here. I'm sorry. I'm not a travel insurance agent. What I do is Disney does offer um, one option for travel insurance. You can definitely get this outside of the Disney partnered company. Um, But I would just send you the information on that. It varies a little bit state by state. So you do want to be really specific for your state and see what the benefits and all of the fine print is for travel insurance. Here's how I kind of sum it up to clients. The travel insurance is going to be helpful if something happens while you're on your trip. If something happens right before the trip, I feel like Disney is pretty flexible. Um, But again, you're paying your in full amount 30 days prior. You can't add on the travel insurance through Disney in between zero and 30 days before your trip. You would have had to have already made that decision. Um, But, you know, this can be a great option if you have a sick family member or if you have some health concerns with people going on your trip and there's a possibility that it could be cut short. Um, This can be, you know, just a great option to have. Right now, at the end of 2023, the program offered through Disney is $95 per adult and children 
children under nine are included in that price. You don't have to pay extra for them. So definitely just something to consider. But again, I'm not a travel agent. I'm not going to tell you everything it covers. It is so specific to your situation, your state even. But definitely, if you're working with a travel agent, ask about that before you make final payment or read into it yourself before you pay in full. All right. This third question I really like because it's just candid. And I think I addressed it in one of my travel agent podcasts I did a while back. But someone just asked, how do you make any money? So here's the great thing. When you travel to Disney or Universal or stay at a Hilton hotel, you are actually paying commission. You have no choice. You can either choose to use a travel agent that can help you with your trip and booking and doing all the things, or you don't. But regardless, you pay commission either way. So you might as well use one. So yeah, that's a great perk. If you find a ticket and room package through Disney and you go in and book it yourself and do all your own dining and all the things, you will pay just as much as if you use me. So Use a travel agent, even if it's not me. It literally costs you nothing extra. Now, if you've seen stuff out there about having to pay fees and pay agents, here's the deal. There are a few things um, that Disney offers and different companies offers where they don't add a commission fee. And so therefore, we could do that work for you and make zero dollars. So in that case... Sometimes there may be agents that ask for a fee um, or there may be a slight charge just because commission is not included in some of those smaller items. But for the most part with Disney and Universal, if you're getting multiple days of tickets and a package, your agent will be making money off that. All right. Next question. Quick service ideas in Epcot if I don't want the food booths or if there's just not a festival going on. So obviously Epcot is food central. If there's a festival, I'm all about eating the snacks and trying out the booths. Um, but if there's not a few options just to kind of throw out for you, I really like the new Connections Eatery. It's kind of up at the front by the new big store. They've redone it from what it used to be. And I think they just have some interesting things there. You can mobile order. It's really big kind of open concept. There's lots of seating. And I think you'll find something that will be appealing for everybody. Um, some other options that honestly aren't that great. But they appeal. I love the little quick service spot in Mexico that's right there on the water. I'm being a bad podcast host and not looking it up, but you can get like chips and dips and all the things. That's a crowd pleaser. Also, my kids like Chinese food. And as much as it pains me because we could eat the same thing at home, they always seem to end up at the quick service location in China, even if there is a festival going on. That's just where they head. Um, so I'll just put those as honorable mention if those are food your children like. But my top pick that festival, no festival, doesn't matter. I'm almost always going to um, hit up is Le Hall back in the France Pavilion. It's like bakery and there's breads and there's desserts and there's warm sandwiches and it is just one of my favorites. It's a great price point. They have everything out in the case for you to choose. So those would kind of be my top two. Le Hall in France or the Connections Eatery at the 
front of the park. Tons of great sit-down restaurants, but this question was specifically asking for quick service. All right, sticking with our food theme, um, how can you make dining reservations once you're in the park? So while dining can book up really quickly, especially if you're there during a busy time, you can always just hit your little plus button down at the bottom for your My Disney Experience app and click make a reservation. And you can really see what's available. You can choose the time to be right now. There are also some restaurants that have walk-up wait list where if you you are close, like in the vicinity, in the park, at that resort, um, you can kind of join a traditional standby wait. And the app will normally let you know if that walk-up wait list is available at that time or not. So all hope is not lost. If you didn't get the reservation you wanted, you may just have to play around, check the app periodically, or kind of wait, you know, in a traditional standby wait for a restaurant if they have the capacity to maybe fit you in, but it never hurts to ask. If you're by it, go walk up, see what they can do, or they may be able to give you a hint as to, you know, a downtime throughout the day that you may be able to snag something. All right, next question I really like, what park would you skip with a young kid? So I think this question really depends on the interest um, of your kid and also your grown-ups, your travel party. For my family personally, if we were going when my kids were younger, not now, but when they were younger, I'm thinking the like three, four, five age range is kind of where I took this question. I would skip Hollywood Studios. And I know there's Toy Story Land. And if you have a Toy Story fan, obviously, you cannot skip Hollywood Studios. However, we have always, when we Disney, prioritize rides. That's just what our family does a lot of. That's what the kids like. That's what I like. And I feel like at the studios, there just aren't as many things for little people to ride. Um, There are shows and stuff like that. But, and there's the whole Disney Junior area. See, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad choice. I just feel like there is other lengthier forms of entertainment at the other parks. There are playgrounds or there are full on aquariums or there are more little dark rides or parades and things like that for the kiddos to do. Um, And again, studios has got some great stuff, but I would really just weigh it against what your kids are into. I know lots of people have different opinions. That's just what I think I would have gone with um, when my kids were young if we had to skip one. Best case scenario, just don't skip any. All right, this next one's a quickie. When can I cancel my dining reservations and not be penalized? So at Disney, they have changed the rule where now you can cancel up to two hours before and not be charged. If you cancel in less than a two-hour window, you're going to be charged $10 per person. Um, So definitely watch that. But that also means that you can snag some great last-minute reservations that other people may have canceled. Now, the only caveat to this, and I don't have personal experience to speak on it. There is one 
to my knowledge, only one uh, restaurant in Walt Disney World where you have to pay in advance, and that is Cinderella's Royal Table. That can still be canceled, even though you paid for it up front. However, I would want to do that more than 24 hours in advance if I had the availability. I've never seen an asterisk with that two-hour rule that says excluding Cinderella's Royal Table, but I would just be a little more mindful of that one if possible. Next question, who should get the dining plan? So I have a whole episode, is the dining plan worth it? I'll link it in the show notes. But here's kind of the consensus that I've come to just from looking at it myself, from listening to others speak about it. And I mean, to be honest, we can't know everything because it doesn't come out till January 9th. We haven't had any personal experience with this style of the dining plan. But from everything I've seen, who should get it? One, people who are Disney foodies, okay, whether you're committed that you're going to be eating that quick service while you're in the parks every single day, or you've got a lot of sit down dining reservations, you know, one of those happening each and every day. But really, I think it's for people who are going to get specialty or alcoholic beverages. I think that's really where you see the value and where you start kind of hitting even or getting a deal on the dining plan where you're technically spending a little more than what you paid for it. If you're just going to drink water at every meal, um, I think it's maybe not the best option because your water realistically costs zero dollars, whereas someone getting an adult beverage that's included or even just a specialty drink, they have, you know, specialty shakes that the 10 and up kids can get on the dining plan. Um, You know, you're looking at 10, 15, maybe even more dollars for that kind of thing. So if you're going to get the specialty beverages or if you really just like the higher end food, and you can eat that um, while you're theme parking and not want to throw up, then I think it's for you. My family, I don't really think it would work for us um, because, I mean, my husband enjoys an adult beverage, but I don't. And the dining plan is kind of all for nothing. You got to get it for everybody in your party or nobody at all. So that's kind of my two cents. But if you're planning to go, we can definitely price it out. We can look at the restaurants you're thinking at and do a little price comparison to see if it might be best for you. All right. And then last question I got, we're going back to Universal Best Universal Hotel. So I have not stayed at every single one, but if I had the opportunity to go in and just pick whatever hotel I wanted, I would pick Portofino Bay. And here are a few reasons. Number one, I think at Universal, you got to stay in their premier resorts. That's kind of like deluxe level, but you get Express Pass included. And when you price that out, that cost is just, it's such a deal. It's such a deal to pay for that more expensive room, but get Express Pass for everyone in the room. So I think you got to go there. And out of the premier hotels, Portofino Bay is just the vibe that I like the best. Um, When you're out there on the water, it kind of reminds me of the boardwalk. There's all the little shops and restaurants and you can sit out there and there's entertainment at night and you're right on the water. So that would be the one that I would definitely want to stay at if I had my pick. All right, friends, 
thank you so much for listening to our little blurb of listener questions today. I'm going to be taking a short break for the next couple weeks for the holidays, just really kind of wind down, enjoy that time with my family, kind of relax and refresh. But know the Mountains of Magic podcast will be back for you in 2024. I'm sure that first week of the year, Disney is going to be dropping some news, letting us know about new things coming for 2024, hopefully some deals and promotions and all that good stuff. So I can't wait to jump in and share that with you. But during hiatus, go back, listen to some earlier episodes that answer some of those basic questions. I'll be sharing those on my social media, but those are still relevant. What hotel should I stay at? What's Genie Plus? Whatever you need to know about, go scroll on back in the files and find yourself a episode that's applicable to what you want to know. But my friends, I thank you so much for hanging out with me this year. I hope that you just continue to have a great rest of your 2023. And if you are looking to plan a trip, even though there won't be fresh podcasts for the next couple weeks, reach out to me on Instagram at Mountains of Magic, on Facebook at Fantastical Vacations by Danielle with one L, or email me at Danielle Robbins at FantasticalVacations.com. All that info's in the show notes, and I am still going to be having my travel agent hat on and would love to help you with planning. Hint, my friends, Disney's likely going to raise those prices in January. Like the first week of January. So if you know you want to travel in 2024, let's go ahead and get a quote and put down a deposit and lock in these prices now so that you don't get a price hike like a week later. It happened. I quoted someone last year, I think on like January 3rd. And when they were ready to book on January 4th, it was like $200 more. So I don't want that to happen to you. So if you're wanting to travel next year, please reach out. Would love to help set that up for you. And we talk cancellation policy. If something happens, you get that deposit back. No harm, no foul. But go ahead and lock in that price and get it on the books. Friends, I'm so thankful for you. Thank you so very much for listening and hope you have a magical day and rest of your year. 